You are locked into Locked On Badgers on a Monday, and it is almost the greatest bowl of all time, the greatest bowl name of all time. Time for that bowl. Duke's Mayo Bowl is in two days, two days, till Wisconsin plays football again and plays football for the last time in a long time. So I know that Badger fans don't necessarily think the game means everything, but I can guarantee you that going into the offseason with a win would be huge for this program, especially after that win against Minnesota. You want to keep the momentum riding high. My name is Asher Lowe. I'm the site editor at Badger's Wire, a play-by-play broadcaster for Wisconsin sports, but most importantly, your host right here on the Locked On Badgers podcast, bringing you the insider student perspective filled with stats, special guests. We have one today and all things Badger sports. Make sure to listen and follow for free on Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, you can play Locked On Badgers. Also, if you're on Apple right now, drop a review. That would be a big help. Just scroll right on down to the bottom. Leave that hopefully five-star review and drop a comment as well based on what you think about the show, what you'd like to see the show do uh, on Twitter at Locked On Badgers and at AOW underscore 33 to join in on the conversation after the episode. Joining me right now on Locked On Badgers is my guy, Andrew Cervantes Kerwin, who is a very interesting guy to have on for this game because he's a Wisconsin alum, graduated in May of 2019, and now he works for Wake Forest. Uh, in the recruiting department. He had a similar job with Wisconsin as a student, and I met him through Big Ten Network Broadcasting and some other sports media things on campus. Just quick, quick note, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar in the game. BuiltBar.com. Use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your next order. Code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Andrew joins the show right now. Andrew, you're in your Wake Forest gear here on Zoom. You weren't always wearing those colors, though. No, yeah, I spent five years at Wisconsin. Uh, I bled that Cardinal in white and was born and raised in Milwaukee. And now uh, right after graduation, two weeks exactly after, uh, I find my way down to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, spent my first season at Wake last year doing a whole bunch of little stuff within the recruiting department. Now in my second year. And uh, last game of the season just happens to be against the alma mater. Man, I could not be more excited to get to it. So take us back because you actually, from a Wisconsin perspective, while you worked there as a student, had some impact on recruiting some guys that are on the team right now. And you worked with uh, Jensen Gebhardt, Saeed Khalif, some names that Badger fans, hardcore Badger fans would know if they follow recruiting, the recruiting department in general. What's been your path in this industry? Yeah, so I started out Wisconsin knowing that I always wanted to be in sports to some degree. Um, I started out in the video department working uh, for the basketball games and having a camera on my shoulder and everything. And then I worked my way into broadcasting with the Big Ten, and that's how I got to know you. And um, from there, I just kind of just tried my way, made my way around, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do uh, with community relations, the Badgers Give Back program there. And then I also worked with the wrestling team in the media relations area. And then finally, my fifth year of college, they opened up a recruiting uh, student assistant position uh, for the first time because it used to only be available for the football guys that had like the medical hardship waivers and still needed right. an internship. So I applied for that, knew a few of the guys within the department who had connections, ended up getting that. And uh, I was assigned uh, under Jensen Gebhardt to work with the D-line, watch D-line. And uh yeah, my time there was amazing. Uh, I got to know Saeed. I got to know the game. I got to see some of the coaches up close and personal, really see the operations of recruiting. I was like, man, I really love this bigger picture aspect and being able to help establish something great 
and be a part of the future of a program. And yeah, we were looking at guys and in my time there got the guys like Rodas Johnson, Gio Paez, um, and Keanu Benton, who's someone that we've been really looking at here at Wake and preparing for, for Wednesday. So we, my experience at Wisconsin was nothing short of exceptional. And now it's going to be really crazy to see you're recruiting these guys in high school or looking at these guys in high school. Now you're going to be seeing them or facing them live. And uh, just to be kind of preparing that, it was really weird now here at Wake to have some of the coaches coming to me and saying like, oh, what's, uh, what's Keanu like? Or what are these guys like? What's the offensive line looking like? Because right. I work with the defensive line at practice and the drills and stuff like that here at Wake. And so the D-line coach has been asking me like kind of like inside scoop on Wisconsin and looking at stuff like that. Because I know a few right of these now. older guys. You're the insider guy right now, kind of trying to give, uh, give Wake <laughs> the inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying as best I can right now. And I was like, yeah, I remember some of these guys like uh, John Dietzen and uh, Cole Van Landen and some of these older guys and like, man, Danny Davis and that stout defense. I remember Leo Chanel and him and his freak athleticism and power in high school. And so kind of just being able to come all back to this, that things are just going full circle, man. Mm -hmm. So um, I just really appreciate where it's come to. And it's going to be so weird to be on that opposite sideline when you've been rooting for that sideline for your whole darn life. So it's going to be weird when I see the WF going against the W on the other side. So, I know you're rooting for Wake Forest. You told me that before we started recording, and I, I kind of understand it. You're on their payroll. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Uh, but you are a Badger at heart, so it, it's a fun matchup for you. I feel like it's, uh, it's the Andrew Cervantes Kerwin Bowl in some ways. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I, it's, it's a little kid aspect. It really is. Like, I always wanted to go in with the feeling like I'm not doing a job. I don't feel like I'm working. And I think this really just – peaks all that uh i'm just gonna be a kid the whole time there because like i was saying like i wore badgers gear when i was two three four years old and i was when i found out i got accepted there it was like a no-brainer i'm going to uw madison and my time there again was like nothing short of amazing and uh i always had it in the back of my mind that you're gonna be working in football there's a chance that there's a small chance that you could one day play wisconsin <laughs> and uh, I remember seeing early in the bowl projections this year because that's stuff I look out for, especially in a year like this where you're going through COVID and you don't know if you're going to play next week. You don't know what practice is going to be like tomorrow and how the virus will travel around. So, I mean, you're trying to look for something positive in the bowl projections. So I saw it at one point. I saw Wake Forest versus Wisconsin, the Dukes Mayo Bowl, and I started losing my mind. I started like kind of lose. I was like, Oh man, what a crazy possibility that would be like the last game of the season. And then finally you start seeing teams opting out of bowls and it just, it's starting to make things a lot more realistic. Like when Penn state dropped out and then we had here in the ACC, you had Pitt, Virginia, Virginia tech, Boston college. Some of the teams that were one or two spots ahead of wake starting to fall out. So it was really just, to the two sides coming together. And then finally, when we saw it on Sunday, I came in early to the office and they're like, yeah, man, we're playing Wisconsin. I was just losing it. So I just, I, it's, it's going to be surreal. It's really going to be just unbelievable when that time happens. So you're our Wake guy right now. It's probably weird to say that, but you are our Wake Forest guy right now. You work in the recruiting department. You've been with this team all year. And obviously Badger fans haven't watched 
Wake Forest this year. I'll get I'll give some quick primer though. An ACC school, a very small school, which is what you were saying, which is interesting. Only about uh, 5.5 k kids enrolled in the entire school, which is a, one of the smallest FBS programs, right? Yeah. So like I was telling you earlier, Wake Forest, if people want to just imagine, is the exact opposite of Wisconsin in terms of look. It's a closed community campus off to the side of a city. So it's not like Madison where the campus is enveloped into the heart of the city. It's off to the side, has like two or three main entrances, um, lots of green, lots of trees, brickwork, and the stadium's off campus. So just all those aesthetics, the small population, student population, really makes it, yeah, it's very different from Wisconsin. A lot more quiet, a lot more calm and collected, but it's a private school, very heavy on the academics. Um, So, yeah, Wake Forest is really – a very different feel from what Wisconsin folks like myself or alumni would expect. I feel that. I feel that. So let's talk a little football, a four and four year for the demon Deacons, a year where I think that just looking at it from the outside and obviously I didn't watch a ton of wake this year, but looking at it and prepping for them, working for Badgers wire, doing some stuff to prep the offense really was the strength and the defense at times was the weakness. Is that, is that fair to say this year? Yeah, I would say there were some defensive struggles early on in the year um, that somewhere down the line that we tried to fix and we found some success in. But the ACC in terms of play is very, very different from the Big Ten. That's one of the key points that um, is good, worthwhile to look out for. Wake Forest, we're a very up-tempo offense. You try to beat the pace, beat the pace, beat the pace and we'll work you on our speed. We'll get you tired on defense, and that's something that we've been always working on. And comparing that to a Wisconsin school like a Big Ten who's ground and pound, slow the pace, control the ball, keep the time of possession, that, that's a very – it's going to be a very interesting aspect to the game come Wednesday. This is something that uh, we had to work with last year in the Pinstripe Bowl against Michigan State last year, uh, another Big Ten school that – wants to hang on to the ball, wants to control the pace of play, um, kind of dictate the game in that kind of sense of the style. So, um, yeah, Wake Forest, very offensive heavy. That's going to be one of the big keys in having our receivers and our quarterback, Sam Hartman, on the same page. Um, we started out the year with some uncertainty with uh, Sage Surratt, uh, one of our main guys last year who uh, ended up with a season-ending injury. We were unsure if he was going to come back. He comes back and then uh, opts out due to COVID-19 going on. So we were kind of having to adjust early on. New quarterback, Jamie Newman, going on to Georgia. Uh, Sam, So Sam had to get on the page with these young guys. I uh, had a nice Donnie year, though. Green. Sam had yeah, a nice year, though, yeah? Yeah, had a very nice year. Um, not many turnovers, which is always a good sign. And, uh, yeah, he, he had the challenge of working with a lot of young talent. Uh, Kenneth Walker, who uh, eventually later opted out as well and will not be for the game here, uh, was is a sophomore. Someone had Sam had to work with. You had a lot of offensive linemen leave last year. Jake Benzinger, uh, Peron, who's now with the Patriots, who's been making a few starts there. And then uh, Nate Gillum, who's now on the San, or Los Angeles Chargers practice squad. So we've had a lot of replacements in a, in a big year, and Sam's handled it really well, 
stepped up to the plate with his leadership and he's been getting on the same page with these guys of really getting this offense going and keeping it going. Uh, and that's been one of the main points of this whole season is keeping the offensive consistent, keeping the pace uh, upbeat, keeping the defense on their heels. And um, that's, again, that's going to be one of the interesting points of this game is the pace of play and how Wisconsin controls it versus Wake Forest controls it. And uh, I think that's the first thing that I'm going to be looking out for, not being on the coaching staff, but being as someone who's had experience in both programs. So uh, it's gonna, I'm going to be looking for the physicality of Wisconsin versus the agility, the speed, and the upbeat tempo of us here at Wake Forest. A really interesting uh, difference, and, and really the, the pace will, in many ways, probably decide this one uh, when mm-hmm. it's all said and done. Getting back, we'll get back in just a sec to an in-depth look at Wake Forest's schedule. They had an up-and-down year, some, some real highs and some and real lows, and we'll talk about it all in just a sec. First, a quick message from betonline.ag. Are you ready for football this weekend? A ton, a ton of New Year's Day fun, college football games. We got, obviously, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame, Alabama that will headline it all, but a ton, a ton, a ton of bowl games. The NBA is back. College basketball is back. It's a great time to get in on the action and start placing some bets. And the one place to do that, the one place that we trust here at Locked On is betonline.ag. And when you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, no spaces. You get a 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit. So 50% of that first deposit gets added on to your initial deposit, and you can have just some free money to play with this week with, with a ton of sports going on. So head over to betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Andrew, Wake Forest, an up and down year. Uh, as I was saying before that quick break, started started 0-2 right against Clemson, North Carolina State. Obviously, that Clemson game, it, it, it's kind of an asterisk because it's Clemson. Uh, I mean, I mean, we all know what Clemson's done to the ACC over the last decade uh, and beyond. Then you have back-to-back or four straight wins. I'm sorry, the game against Campbell, but then three straight ACC wins and then back-to-back ACC losses to close it out. A tough loss against North Carolina, 59-53 game. Yeah, you don't see those in the Big Ten very often. So <laughs> an up-and-down year, you win two – or sorry, you lose two, you win four, you lose two. How does this team feel? And, and, and what's been the key to the ups and the downs? Like, like what's changed, I guess, with those highs and lows? Yeah, I think a lot of – the, the adjustments that we've had over the season have been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, we have had a few injuries, and then it, I'm, you had some issues with COVID in there. Um, but the games like NC State and North Carolina, those are two close games all within a possession um, that we have young guys on our defensive side that are getting their first experiences and uh, are really starting to get going with – the defensive side and really starting to get going with uh, 
just the experience at the Power Five level. You have Kalen Carson, a uh, six foot corner from Maryland, who on day one was like, "Yeah, you're going to be one of our top guys. You're going to be one of those guys that's expected to go against these vets over at North Carolina and these athletes over at NC State, like a Mecca Mezzine, some of those guys." So. We, and then on the opposite side of him, we had another 2020 uh, signee, Gavin Holmes, who started on the opposite side of him. Gavin's a quick guy who's fluid and can easily flip his hips and explode and cover some of those bigger guys. So we had two freshman corners starting on the outside there. Um, I think which we threw our secondary and threw our defense were up and down. and uh, But we were able to put it together. Our defense coordinator, uh, Coach Lyle Hempel, was – able to do a really good job and strain those four straight wins together and uh, kind of get our defense all on the same page again and kind of moving our schemes around and really shifting things up uh, to keep the offenses guessing and to put our guys in different positions that they hadn't been in before. Uh, we had Boogie Basham as well, who is the, who is our top guy on defense per se. And um, he's now declared for the draft, but uh Boogie, one heck of a guy, uh, real good explosive, uh, just real good explosion off the line, real good use of his hands. And uh, he really came out last year uh, recording 11, 11 and a half sacks. And then this year he was that guy that you knew he was on the field and you're not going to run the ball in his direction. So uh, it's been a shift this year. Like I was telling you kind of on the offensive side where you had a lot of the younger guys it's the same on the defensive side as well. So the depth for us was getting, it's getting better now. And uh, you have a lot of young guys in there. So I think it's really just going to improve over time. And again, the biggest, the biggest thing this year was just with COVID. I think everywhere felt that obviously Wisconsin did in the beginning with the issues and the outbreak that happened there. And then we got a little bit of issues here in the latter end of the season and uh, we're at the point now where we played two games in two months. So it's it's trying to keep the guys on board, trying to keep their heads lifted. And we've been doing some fun stuff, some post-practice competitions, and mm-hmm. um, just really good things to keep the guys together and trying to pull through this practice. And this is the best week of practice that I've seen Wake Forest guys play in my really? my season here. Yeah, I, I, I think they're really getting excited for the game. They can – they can see the challenge in front of them. They know these guys are big, um, but they know their own craft. And I think that that's the most important thing is staying true to themselves and knowing and practicing the schemes that Wisconsin is going to present to them and execute in the best manner. So, uh, yeah, it's been an up and down season, but I think a lot of places have felt that with what COVID has done this year. And again, just getting new guys in there uh, to get some of the, replace some of the veterans like linebacker last year, Justin Strenad, who's now with Denver. You had a saying Bassey who was also with Denver, just a lot of replacements. So it's a lot of young guys stepping up and uh, they have done that so far. The Dave Clawson era started in 2014, Wake Forest's head coach. And it started right when the program was in the dumps a little bit of the ACC before, way before you got there, right? Uh, before mm-hmm. you got to college, it started with back-to-back three and nine seasons. It didn't turn around overnight because most things in college football don't turn around uh, overnight, as you know, working in programs now and, and this being your gig. But it did turn around eventually. And he has this team back to uh, a respect level that's as high as it's been in a long time, right? Where Wake Forest kind of expects to make bowl games, right? They expect to play 
in the postseason every single year. And that's a big step forward. What's his philosophy? Uh, how has he turned this around? And uh, where's this thing going from here? Yeah, Coach Clawson. Uh, I can't say enough about how good of a coach he is, how good of a man he is. Um, he treats everyone very fairly with a lot of respect. And I think that's one of the biggest things that he instills in this program and the environment of the program. And he wants coachable guys at the end of the day. He's not going to go after this program. He's not going to go after four and the five star guys because of the academics here and how much that stress it's. You know, high, the, uh, that's a similarity to Wisconsin in some ways, right? Yeah. Said. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so you're looking for those, those more well-rounded guys. And um, sometimes he, the, our, the, our coaching staff would rather have like the project guys, the guys that we can see the potential in. And that's some of the recruiting uh, aspects we, that we look at too is, okay, this guy has a six, seven frame, but he's a little lighter, 250, 260, a little stiffer in his stance kind of thing. But you know what? With our coaches here, we're very confident that we can get him into a top tier ACC offensive lineman or whatever position it may be in the next two to three years. Um, so like we're, they're very focused on forming these guys and have having these guys just be coachable. And from my time here, I, as an intern, part-time, whatever the case, um, there hasn't been one guy on this roster that has rubbed me the wrong way. Everyone is friendly. Everyone is very open. And I think that just speaks leaps and bounds to the staff and uh, just what coach Clawson has really instilled in the culture here. Because when he got here, you're right, they're towards the lower half, if not at the bottom of the ACC. Then in his first couple of years here, he's able to get a big chunk of change, big a lot of money from the donors surrounding the Wake Forest community, and has since instilled multiple, multiple millions within to a new indoor, which I'm sitting in right now, and as well as new locker rooms that are on the way and a brand-new weight room and a brand-new nutrition facility. So he's got – the support of everyone in the Winston-Salem area as well as the Wake Forest alumni. And I think, again, that just speaks to his behalf of just how good of a person and coach he is and how he's really trying to get the excitement in Wake Forest football and continue building that into a top-tier ACC program. And since he's gotten here, Wake Forest is third in the ACC and wins. Mm -hmm. So uh, the goal every year, he reiterates to everyone on – the pro in the program is bowl game is the goal with hopes of getting into the top tier of the ACC. And his, once he got into that first bowl, he won his first three and now we're going into our fifth straight. So again, this just speaks to what he's put together and what he continues to assemble. And there, there's nothing but positivity I feel for the Wake Forest football program and moving forward. So how do you see this one going? I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily, <laughs> put you on the spot totally for a score prediction. I don't even know if you're allowed to do that working uh, <laughs> the program, but how, how do you see it all playing out on Wednesday? Yeah. So what coach was talking about today in our, our post-practice huddle, he's, he made a really good point that Wake Forest last four bowl games have come down to the final possession of the game. And I think that this one is going to be no different. I think, as much as Wisconsin's physicality and pace of play and hanging on to the ball is their bread and butter, uh, they haven't faced anyone like Wake Forest this year. They haven't faced anyone who goes at the pace that we do. Um, and 
not quite sure yet if they have faced an offense like ours, in, aside from the pace. So it's going to be interesting in the beginning of the game for each team to get the feelers on, okay, this is what we practice, but this is what we're seeing kind of thing. Um, we know, like, like I said, I work with the D line. So we know what the offense is going to prepare and like kind of give to us, but this is how we're going to have to take our hits, expect for this pulling guard to come and chip us and try and get us out stuff like little stuff like that. So I think it's going to be, one of those things that you can tell in the first quarter, second quarter that we're still trying to figure each other out, but then right. things will get going in the second half, but it'll remain a close game the entire time. Um, it's been interesting to see what Wisconsin's going to do in terms of the guys who are on the fringe of maybe playing or maybe not right. playing. And, unknowns, and, right? and it's been like yeah, that a lot of unknowns. Guys. No, it's been like that all year working as yeah. a football program. You don't know who the heck's going to play for you, let alone for other teams. Oh, that's so true just because, yeah, with COVID going on, you have all these different regulations, like the Big Ten going down from 21 to 17 days, right. which that's impacts Jalen. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what we are just going to say, Jalen Berger. So um, from what I was aware is like he might be available, might not be. It depends because he should have, based on the prognosis, he could have been free today, free yesterday. Um, so – given one day, two days of reps or research. I don't know how much. By the way, so I'm not, not to give okay. so much insider, but I'd, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't play. I'm not breaking any news. Okay. I don't have okay. confirmation or anything, but I'd yeah. be surprised if he doesn't play. Yeah, and I'm sure our coaching staff is already on that. Yeah, I'm, seen I'm that. sure too. I'm not about giving you um, that. That's, that's in the yeah. press conference with Paul Christ. So, yeah. Yeah, know. fair. So, yeah, it's just that kind of stuff. We don't know necessarily who's going to play, but we're preparing for – every one of the, those big-name guys, those first-string guys to play. Uh, don't want any surprises, as you can imagine. Uh, so we're preparing for Graham Mertz handing off to Jalen Berger with Danny Davis and those boys out on the side. So um, until we see anything differently, that's what we're going to be expecting. So, um, yeah, the uncertainty has been just absolutely killer, though, in terms of what you're trying to prepare for and then what you end up seeing on the field as a product. Uh, I think every place has felt that, but uh, especially here at Wake. And, you again, you don't know if so-and-so is going to play or if this guy's opted out or not. You start hearing rumors and stuff. But, again, it's one of those things, like I was saying, that you just got to keep your head down and expect for that every single one or starter is going to play. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll be back in just a sec. I want you to give me some Wake keys to victory in just a sec. But first, a quick message from Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is the best tasting protein bar in the game. I know it because they send us boxes for free. It's pretty nice of them. They send it to all the Locked On hosts. And Built Bar, let me tell you, is like nothing I've had. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar in a bar that tastes like a candy bar. All these flavors of mint brownie, salted caramel. They got the new holiday flavors in. They got a new white chocolate coconut deluxe. I'm going to try my next variety box. But order a variety box at Built Bar. You'll get 17 grams of protein packed into a bar that is the best tasting thing you've had in terms of a protein filler. And you can use the code locked on right now to get $20 off your next order. Builtbar.com. Use the code L O C K E D O N, all caps, no spaces, at builtbar.com. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on and giving us so much uh, good insight on Wake oh, yeah. Forest and an interesting perspective given that you've worked with both programs. 
maybe the only guy that can recently (laughs) at both programs. So I can't think of a better guess to get us ready for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Duke's mayonnaise, baby. Smoothing. Oh, yeah. Not not an ad. I'm not sponsored by Duke's Mayo, but I feel like we all are at this point. Give me some Wake Forest keys to victory. If you if you give me a checklist, right? A few things that have to happen for Wake to come out with a W. They are. Yeah, so I think and this is from my personal opinion. Right. Um, that we gotta keep the Wisconsin defense guessing. Um they're stout, they're big, they're quick, and they're physical. Uh that's something that we've known uh ever since we heard the announcement. And that's something that I've known for years and years and years. And that's just how coach Leonard at Wisconsin just runs defense. So I think keeping the defense on their toes is going to be big. The The seven that they got in the box there is huge uh, with Chanel and Isaiah Loudermilk and those boys there on the D line and the linebackers. Um, you got to be able to shift it up. If we're not able to run the ball consistently and become a one facet offense, that'll be really interesting to see how we adjust or how we're able to keep things on our toes from our Wake Forest standpoint. Um, and then Sam and Donovan Green have got to be have got to be explosive too. That Donnie Green was our big dude back in the bowl game against Michigan State last year. And as a true freshman, that was one of the four games he played. And uh, he was the star guy. He's an explosive straight line guy, one cut kind of guy who can blaze past you. He's a very lean cut kind of dude who can explode. And I think he's going to be very key. He's been uh, tweaked up a little bit, but he's all set to go. He's good to go. North Carolina, I'm seeing. Uh, Yeah. Wide receiver that you should be watching out for. But, yeah, it had, geez, 170 and two TDs against UNC in that 59-53 game. And that's what he's capable of every single game. There's no doubt in my mind that he can do that to any program in the country. Uh, he just has that athletic ability to him to get up and get the ball, uh, to explode by, to keep the corners on their heels and not not, not know where he's going to go. And then before you know it, he's three, four, five yards behind you going for a touchdown. So he's going to be a big come into play. Um, and that goes for the rest of our receivers. Uh, A.T. Perry, Torian Perry, uh, Taylor Marin, uh both of those guys are going to be huge uh, as well. And then our, our offensive line, that's going to be very, very big. And giving Sam time, giving our running back time uh, to really let plays open, let plays develop, let our guys run their routes and make something happen. And I think offensively it's going to be very key because that's ACC football is running that score up high, you run the tempo, you run the pace of the game. And I can't stress that enough from my personal viewpoint that that's what it's going to come down to is the pace of play and who controls the ball more, who dictates the clock and who controls the clock. Um, So that's one of the biggest things. And then the way our defense is going to be very interesting to see too, because they haven't gone against a physical defense or physical offense like this before. And, this is a Wisconsin offensive line with some big boys on it. And these guys are bigger, if not even faster than the uh, Michigan State offensive line last year. And that's just how Big Ten football is. You want to get those guys who are 6'4 and above, 300 pounds and above. You know, yeah. so that's it's going to be interesting for our guys who are a little bit on the slinner, or slimmer side and shorter side, 6'2", 6'3", guys who are – like 250, 260 going against 
John Dietzen or Cole Van Landen or Tittman or some of those guys that outweigh them or are few inches higher than them, taller than them. So I think the D line is going to be very pivotal. And then seeing what, how physical we can be in the third and fourth quarter in the second half um, after consistent run attack, that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to continuously look out for is are our guys going to continue just to beat the line down and get in those holes, close those gaps um, or is Wisconsin going to push us, which we can't allow. Um, and we got to put pressure on Mertz or Wolf, who, whoever is back there. We got to put pressure on him to make decisions, try and force him out of the pocket and try to make things, make him do things that he's not necessarily comfortable with or hasn't shown yet thus far. So uh, personally, those are the things that I'm looking out for early on and later on to see who gets tired first, who controls the clock, and um, if there are any differences from what we've been practicing or expecting. Andrew, thank you for hopping on. This was a lot of fun and good to see you again. Uh, nice to see you as well. Best of luck on Wednesday, as always, on Wisconsin. That's how I close, <laughs> uh, that's how I close the pod every single time. But great talking to you. And, yeah, good luck to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Hey, man, we played uh, jump around today at practice. So uh, really? It, that, that's yeah, crazy. yeah. I, I don't I don't. I'd have put the request in there. I'll take a little bit of credit for that, but what were you doing I'd to make around? sure that these guys did the know. Guys, did the guys know what was, what was going on there? I had to tell them. I had to tell them, but I was, I was like, okay, I'm not jumping around. This is how I know I'm going for the Deeks. So, yeah, I had to, I had to add that little aspect in there. It's like, ah, this reminds me. This reminds me. So I'm very excited, man, but I appreciate you having me on, and I had a great time chatting. Nice to see you again. Awesome. That, that's probably the best nugget of the whole episode, and it came right before you were about to stop. So – Oh, uh, yeah. Had to. Practice today. I, I love it. And, and Andrew, sure. not jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Got to stay true to Wake Forest, man. Awesome. Great to see you. Great to see you, too. Thanks.